0: episode 91. It is Monday, Monday morning here in Cincinnati. It's a little gray, um, not too chilly, and it's the Monday of the week of Thanksgiving, which here in the United States is such a fun holiday, (laughs) Um, mainly because it's focused on food, and you don't have to worry about buying gifts or doing a whole bunch of work. It's all around food, and Also, there's this energy that is playing out here in my life. And so, because it's a podcast that I'm holding space for, (laughs) I'm assuming there are some matches in your life if you are listening. So there's a bit of a a heaviness that is present here. Um, One of our close friends has lost a family member and not last has had a family member transition. And so we're moving through the process of grieving and you know funeral arrangements. And when when you're in that space with someone that you care about, you you become very aware of life and death and the relationships that are around you. And so I bring that awareness here into this podcast because it's what's playing out in my life. So when I was meditating, preparing for the podcast, I kept thinking, what, what fun things can we talk about? What would be great to talk about for the week of Thanksgiving? And we'll focus on gratitude and, and what I find over and over when I show up with my phone to record whatever it is that's meant to come through. There is a force bigger than my human ego that is guiding this podcast. And clearly there is an energy of death, endings, beginnings, transformation. This Scorpio new moon energy is very present still on our planet and is teaching and guiding humanity through a shift and I am merrily the voice, the conduit through which this truth or awareness wants to flow. So the title that came very clearly in my meditation was peaceful sorrow. Peaceful sorrow. And I feel the peace of that. So perhaps I'll share how it came together and trust that Whatever your matches are, they will present themselves for you. So when we, I believe I've shared this before, on the new moon, I did this uh, Zen card layout where you pick where you are right now energetically and where you want to be by the next new moon. And then this beautiful many moons workbook that I use, Sarah Faith guides you through these questions to ask from, how do we get from where we are now to where we want to be? And each of the questions, you pull a different card and it gives you a little wisdom or guidance. So I created this beautiful arc of all of these cards. I think there's eight or ten that go from where you are to where you want to be. And the sorrow card showed up as the third card in. And and I remember thinking, sorrow? Like, why are we talking about sorrow? We're going towards the holidays and I'm going from the lover's card to success. Like, why is there sorrow? What does this mean? and very quickly within a few days we have been going through this process with our friend and so this morning when I was meditating I was thinking oh yes that sorrow card now's a good time I'll bring that sorrow card forward and then the one right after that is creativity so we'll talk about how we go from sorrow to creativity and we just move through it (laughs) don't we all want to do that we'll just move right through it and get to the creative part because the creative part is what I really enjoy the sorrow part not so enjoyable and what what I am aware of in this moment is that we are still collectively individually sitting in the space of letting go of endings we're not fully ready yet to jump into the creative movement of whatever is coming next and so here we are on Monday we are going with our friend for the visitation tonight and then the funeral service tomorrow so there won't be a podcast tomorrow and so i'm in the space of this energy of sorrow and trying to skip through it move through it very quickly to get to the space of feeling good and being creative and producing something or birthing something we we can miss the opportunity to feel more deeply as souls in human bodies, to connect more intimately with other people around us, to drop in deeper in our conversations and our sharing, to be fully present with those that we love. And jumping through that or moving through that too quickly, it's, um, the word I hear is spiritual bypass. You know, this is the term I read in some articles. People are spiritually bypassing by going to enlightenment and not sitting in the shadow. Even that is a phrase that doesn't fully resonate with me, but perhaps it serves in this moment to hear that. It feels like we stay more at the surface when we try to quickly move through grief or move through an ending, when we're trying to rush through something that is here to teach us and expand us and strengthen us, when we rush through it to get to the thing that feels a little better. We don't always get the richness of what the lesson is is showing us. And so today I bring this vibration forward of peaceful sorrow. Sorrow doesn't have to mean that we are crying and pulling our hair and lamenting loudly and making others feel heavy or bad. It's it's not that. You know, sorrow is simply the stillness, the silence of being fully present with whatever the emotions are that are moving through us. Whatever is ready to be felt. And that may go in five minutes from laughter at a story of, you know, something hysterical that we shared with someone we loved to tears a minute later that they're not here to hear that story again. To calm right after that that we were able to go through those feelings. We might go through anger, you know, when we are at any ending. And this isn't necessarily just the death of someone we love. It's an ending of a relationship, an ending of a job, an ending of a project, an ending of a health crisis, and an ending of anything, a move. When we reach an ending, emotions that perhaps we haven't been with before then, that we've dodged or bypassed or skipped over, when we hit that ending, it's like coming to a wall or a door that isn't ready to open yet. And any momentum that has been building to that point that you've avoided, it's going to hit you, it's going to crash into you at the door. So when we're at the end of a relationship or the end of a, I guess a job is a good example, when we, when we leave a position of work, even if we've chosen to do so, Any unresolved emotions up until that leaving are suddenly gonna hit us when it's time to walk out the door. So maybe that's when we were suddenly realizing we can't stand that coworker, or we're so mad at that boss, or we're so disappointed in HR, or whatever, right? When we are about to leave, all of that unacknowledged emotion is suddenly right there. And sometimes we get very surprised by that. We're we're not prepared to deal with it because we've been so busy rushing through to the new beginning that we haven't felt what was available to be felt. So death is another example. You know, when we have healthy, beautiful relationships and someone transitions or dies and we feel complete, it's this really peaceful ending. If we haven't had that, if there are words we wished we had said or if there are... um, stories that have never been fully addressed you know relationships that were so tangled and confusing and we've never taken the time while we're alive to work through that at the moment of death or immediately after that all of that unresolved feeling comes forward and so perhaps this is this podcast is coming through now as an invitation to say those things before someone reaches that ending with you, to have those conversations with those that you love and need to forgive or ask for forgiveness from, or, you know, all of those, right? All of those. What if we address them while we have the opportunity and the time to do so? instead of waiting for the crash or the closing of the door or the ending that you can't come back from. Perhaps that is why this is showing up right now. I remember I've seen John Edward in person once and I've listened to several of his recordings and He he's so clear, he's a medium, and he's so clear in his workshops, he will say, Why do you wait until someone has gone to say what you need to say to them? Because then you're relying on a medium to interpret between two dimensions and trying to make sense of what the stories are that only you two would understand through the filter of someone who doesn't know either one of you. Why would you make it more complicated? Instead, speak to those that you love now while they're alive and clear up what needs to be cleared up heal what needs to be healed say those things that perhaps are a little scary you won't you might regret it but at least you've said it you'll regret it way more when they're not here and you haven't said it and I always valued that he said that you know encouraging people while they're alive to have those conversations so perhaps that is why you are listening to this podcast. For me, the sorrow card, it's, it's such a reminder to be present, to be aware, to be fully engaged in the relationships that are in my daily life to listen when someone is calling and asking to share a story or to stop when my children are wanting to tell me what's going on in their day so I'm going to read the description of the sorrow card and then I'll post a picture of it in the Sunshine tribe if you want to see what it looks like this is from the Osho Zen deck It has a picture of a monk wrapped in his reddish sort of colored uh, flock his or not flock his coat and he has his hand propped sort of on his face his chin and his eyes are closed and everything around him is sort of black but there's this blue light this blue column that goes from his spinal column behind his back all the way up into the sky and you can kind of see like little stars at the top of the blue and here's what it says this pain is not to make you sad remember that's where people go on missing this pain is just to make you more alert because people become alert only when the arrow goes deep into their heart and wounds them otherwise they don't become alert when life is easy and comfortable convenient who cares who bothers to become alert When a friend dies, there is a possibility. When your woman leaves you alone, those dark nights, you are lonely. You have loved that woman so much and you have staked all and then suddenly one day she is gone. Crying in your loneliness, those are the occasions when if you use them, you can become aware. The arrow is hurting, it can be used the pain is not to make you miserable the pain is to make you more aware and when you are aware misery disappears and there's a commentary that goes with the picture it says the image is of Ananda the cousin and disciple of Guadam Buddha he was at Buddha's side constantly attending to his every need for 42 years when Buddha died The story is told that Ananda was still at his side, weeping. The other disciples chastised him for his misunderstanding. Buddha had died absolutely fulfilled. He should be rejoicing. But Ananda said, you misunderstand. I'm weeping, not for him, but for myself. Because for all these years, I have been constantly at his side, but I have still not attained. Ananda stayed awake for the whole night meditating deeply and feeling his pain and his sorrow. By the morning, it is said, he was enlightened. Times of great sorrow have the potential to be times of great transformation, but in order for transformation to happen, we must go deep to the very roots of our pain and experience it as it is without blame or self-pity. feels like the the reason the title is peaceful sorrow it's it's an invitation to not drown in the misery of whatever ending you are facing to not sit in the pain and just suffer and suffer and suffer and and feel overwhelmed by it all the invitation is to sit in the sorrow and feel peaceful expand the love that sits at the center of your heart that sits at the center of your being be still enough that you can feel that and then allow that love to help you be at the ending and be peaceful with the ending whatever it is and then just like I read in Good Grief, the, the article, the book section from Elizabeth Lesser a couple podcasts ago, when you can sit in that space and be okay, being in the gap, breathing through it, expanding the love that sits at the center of all of our existences, eventually one day it's moved. You've moved through the gap and you are more peaceful, you are more aware, the misery disappears. And then on the other side of that ending is the next beginning.